Basement Bookers Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. I'm Basement Jer, and this is Rich Derez, and together we are the Basement Bookers Podcast. We are two friends who've been watching wrestling forever together in the straightest way possible. Don't know why I said that. That's the brand of this episode. We just say stuff. Rich, how the hell are you? Are you ready to talk about SummerSlam? I'm good. I'm ready. Let's jump straight into it. We got a big show. We got a really big show. We want to get this episode uploaded to the masses, to the 29 and 29 strong in the Basement Booker's YouTube, at least. Thank you, Manny. That's right. Uh, Thank you, one and all, especially day one-ish, Manny. And now on with the show. Rich, what excites you the most about SummerSlams? Because keep in mind, no pressure, the match you choose will be the first match that we do predictions for. That's right. So I'll, I'll be honest, quite a few matches here excite me, but I think the one that I want to start with is for the world Heavyweight Championship, Seth freaking Rollins defending against Finn Balor of the Judgment Day. So you must have been referring to this match. This match is a rematch of sorts in two ways. This is a SummerSlam rematch, and this is also a rematch from Money in the Bank. That's right. However long ago it was, the first inaugural Universal Champion Finn Balor was crowned. He faced none other than Seth, not freaking yet, the architect still, maybe, Rollins to become the first ever Universal Champion. And then very next night, Finn had to relinquish the title due to the shoulder injury caused, of course, by Seth Rollins. So this is a long time coming. Finn has a lot of bottled up anger and rage and just frustration at the disrespect shown to him by Seth Rollins when he passed him on the stage and laughed at him. Jared, what do you think? I think it's been seven years of uh, bad luck. I think Finn Balor, he might have broken a mirror that night at SummerSlam before his match. And he's blamed Seth Rollins ever since. He's really out for justice here. He's uh, probably the most bitter and angry he's ever been. Hopefully this is the end of it because like at first I thought it was great, but now he's just a whiny little you-know-what. So uh, hopefully we got to make a prediction here. We do. And the prediction here is difficult because... Either man can win, but still there's a green briefcase. There's a rather large Puerto Rican attached to it. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Seth freaking Rollins to retain his championship safety in numbers. But really lately the judgment day has proven they're not able to like execute a plan appropriately lately especially what with the numbers they have right i'm going with seth also for the same reason i will simply put it as too many cooks in the kitchen 
You have Rhea doing her thing. She distracts. Finn's going to say to Priest, what are you doing? Yada, yada. Distraction. Backfire. Seth retains. This next match is a triple threat match for a ladies championship fought for by three ladies. For sure, definitely 100%, 300% women in this match. The estrogen through the roof. So much so that we could only have one women's match at this beautiful SummerSlam pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken. And survey says, no, there's two. But one of them is technically not a wrestling match. It is a MMA fight-ish match. We'll talk about that next since I brought that up. But as far as this match goes, let's not forget there's a dirty, filthy briefcase out there also here. So Oscar uh, is the best she's ever been. Charlotte Flair is the most Charlotte Flair she's ever been. That could be bad or good. And Bianca Belair is the most EST she's ever been. Is there a ceiling? I don't know. But this could be, if Charlotte Flair loses, this is her first SummerSlam loss. Okay. If Beck. Bianca Belair loses. I think it's fine because she's lost a SummerSlam before, probably. I think Becky Lynch punched her in the face. Mm -hmm. So there's that. So uh, look, maybe it's Charlotte Flair and she gets cashed in on. Who's to say? Mm -hmm. But as of right now, as of now, I'm going to stick my flag right down the middle. And I'm going to pick Asuka uh, to uh, win the championship here. Uh, champion's advantage being not here, but still, she's, you know, she's got something she could hit people with. She's got spray. Mm -hmm. She's got everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm also going with Asuka. I feel like there, there's just so much of a feud going on right now between Charlotte and Bianca. I feel like that's not over. That's going to be a focal point. Now, after the match, does Eo Sky cash in? Maybe. Does Eo Sky cash in during the match, making it a fatal four-way? That would be interesting. Uh, that would be pretty cool. That would be the first time a woman has done that, cashing in during a match. Uh, but ultimately, I think this match, Asuka wins. All right. We're all in agreement here. This match is scheduled for one fall. This is the rubber band match. This is the end of the road for Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar live in Detroit at SummerSlam. Kid Rock's going to be there. But Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, no match. Rich, what do you got here? You oh, know, you know, build the match and stuff. It's I feel like it's tough to ever say that Brock is going to lose. I feel like for the story, for the long-term story of Cody Rhodes that they've built so far, like we're not, I don't even think we're halfway there. I feel like Cody has to win this one by hook or by crook. Maybe holding tights. Maybe Brock, honestly, is probably just going to post himself and knock himself out and then 
Cody Cutter and then the Crossroads, and that's it. But yeah, it's going to be Cody. So if they're halfway there, is Cody living on a prayer here? Yes, he is living on a prayer that Brock does not break his arm again. Well, we'll see about that. And I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes because this is over, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Unless they want him to beat Brock Lesnar as much as Romans beat Brock Lesnar, in which case, let's not do this anymore. You know, you're going to start... You start beating your Brock Lesnar too much, he's, he's going to get chapped. You're not going to enjoy it as much anymore. But not as much as you're going to enjoy this next match. What is billed to be a fight. Maybe is this the fight that Brock Lesnar was supposed to have with Cody? Because Brock wanted to fight Cody, but instead they had like a regular match. Uh, what's going on here, dude? Are we doing like some faux MMA rules? They taking the ropes down? What's happening? So, so far, all they've said is MMA rules. Let me see if I can look on the Wikipedia, if they have any additional information on that. They do not. That's great. So good. We don't know. And it doesn't matter. That But if, right. Uh, I feel like. MMA rules is good. They could have also done the fight pit, which has already been established on the main roster. But this is what they're doing. So it's going to be good because obviously they both have the straight MMA background. And I'm going Chena. I feel like what they're going to do, since we know Ronda wants time off or just out of the contract, whatever the case may be, allegedly. Sources nowhere near the situation have told us nothing, so don't worry about that. Um, I can I, verify. There you go. Uh, I feel like kind of like her exit from UFC after her loss, she's going to stomp off, never to be seen again. Uh, look, here's the thing. What's going to happen here is going to be painful because Shayna Baszler is going to beat Ronda Rousey like a drum. I believe this because I watched the promotional material on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I didn't think it was possible to make anything good out of this. And I don't mean out of the match. I mean like a good video package. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think this is going to be a bully beatdown. And I, I think this is going to be, you know, we'll see Ronda Rousey uh, for round three uh, down the line. She probably wants to, you know, go home. Be a family man, woman, uh, however it is, to quote Street Fighter, uh, Guile, you say that, you would say go home and be a family man. It's going to mm. drop that down there. And uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Rousey, she's going to go home. You know, she's going to be a family woman. And uh, Travis Brown's going to make our sandwiches, you know, and, and rear the child while Rhonda, you know, she sits there with her feet up. She's got her, her pipe, you know, and she's watching reruns of Columbo. She's enjoying her life. And that's that's what's going to happen here. It's TikTok versus YouTube. It's Beast versus Man. It's quote the scintillating ricochet. Why does he call him that? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think you should say that. I think you should just stick to like uh, I don't know incredibly athletic scintillating is too 
It's too fancy. You got like thousands of thread counts in your sheets with that kind of language. You know what I'm saying? You you shop for your linens at places where they don't got the prices on. Okay, that's the kind of wording you're using here, pal. Okay? You're out there getting bottles of wine that you don't check the price for, and you just sip it. You know, you just swirl it around. That's the kind of verbiage you're using here. We're all, all of us here, you know, former beer drinkers. We just want to kick one back and sit there and have a glass of water and watch the, watch the fights here. Okay? So scintillate on out of here, bucko. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, all right. So here I got Logan Paul. Uh, I think, I think Ricochet is a nice enough guy, but this guy, Logan Paul, he just can't keep going around losing, you know, like even if he does lose, you know, right. He will always be Logan Paul, you know, uh, Ricochet is always going to ricochet, he's going to, you know, but when it's all said and done, I mean, Samantha Irving might have to say Logan Paul's name. Uh, you know, just like it was said. But now that I think about it, maybe Ricochet does have a chance here. Um, but look, looks can be deceiving. Uh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to pick Logan Paul, and I reverse reserve the right to, to return because uh, I don't know about this, really. This This is a weird match. It is, it's kind of one of those fringe matches. It's like, where exactly did this come from? Like, we know where it came from. It came from the viral moment at the Royal Rumble. But when, I feel like they two took... two men slapped meat in the midair. Right. I, I feel like they took a long time to follow up from that to get to this feud. Because from February to what, May or June? Wait, what are we in? We're July even? It's August now, I know. I yeah, know what month it is, don't worry. Are you sure? Yeah, after I checked my clock. Okay. Um but I I'm gonna go the other way, but I'm also gonna reserve the right to come back to this one anyway. Uh I'm going ricochet here because I feel like the story they're telling, Ricochet is gonna come out on top. That's what she said. All right. Who, Samantha Irvin? Yeah. Okay. He told Check. me the other day. And still on top. Okay. So right now we have the Slim Jim uh, Memorial Macho Man Randy Savage brother. Uh, yes. It is a battle royale. Um, Who's in it? Who cares? But uh, I pick LA Knight to win that one. Because... Uh, <laughs> I like LA Knight. Yeah. But he did win his match this Friday night. So Finally. who knows? You know, by the rules, maybe he shouldn't be. But hey, rules are meant to be broken. Uh, what say you, Rich Deriz? So I'm going to list the 12 competitors that are listed so far. They're going to be 25. Uh, so this is in case you want to change your mind here. So LA Knight, Sheamus, Tomasa Champa. Shinsuke Nakamura, Otis, Chad Gable, Karrion Cross, Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, Matt Riddle, AJ Styles, and The Miz. All right, I'm going to still stick with LA Knight on this one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I have a good feeling about it and whatever. You know what I mean? Um, I, I know there's a lot of stories heading into this. They, they've they got uh, they've got a lot pinned on this. You know, the Bronson Reeds of the world, the Tommaso Champas of the world, the Mizzes of the world, the yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura's of the world. Yeah, that's a storyline. But uh, mm-hmm. what do you even win? You know, what, what's, right. the, what's the victory for exactly? Maybe, maybe, maybe you get some Slim Jims. I think it should be like a box. Yeah, like a box of Slim Jims. Like it's already opened and somebody mm-hmm. took two of them. That's what you win. Triple What's H up? has to. Triple H gets one and Vince gets one. Okay. Well, Vince isn't there right now. But Triple H and whoever else is there with him. Sean, of course. Yeah, there you go. HBK can have one. There you got to need one. So I'm going with LA Knight also. Um, the storylines here, I think Bronson Reed is probably going to eventually be announced for it. Probably like. Obviously, day of because right now it's right after SmackDown. So you have the storyline with Champa, Shinsuke, and Bronson Reed. You got Ellie Knight and Sheamus, uh, Otis and Gable. You have with I don't. Oh, the, so Viking Raiders are probably going to be in it. Yeah. Well, you know, we already chose what we chose, so mm-hmm. it's best to ride off like a G into the main event. One of the main events, mm-hmm. it should be. Uh, this should be one of the main events. Uh, it's the man with the largest ears that appears at this time uh, in this photograph currently. Uh, according to this, Drew Drew has no ears. Uh, all the ears were given to Gunter here, as you can see. Um, so, look, I don't know uh, what the future holds. But I refuse to live in a world where Gunter is not the Intercontinental Champion constantly. Uh, we all like Drew McIntyre. I think the next move for him is something a little bit bigger. And I'll just uh, leave it at that. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page here. Gunter, the Intercontinental Champion. And maybe Drew will do one other thing before moving up to face set freaking Rollins or whomever is champ at that point. I was going to say, you must have some inside information. Could be priest. Could be Finn. Could be someone else. Maybe it's Dominic Mysterio. Dirty Dom. Yeah. That's the swerve right mm. there. When you multiply one times two, you get two. And that means that these twos, one of them has to be the ones. And, uh, if it's not the tribal chief, then I don't want to watch a product that would elevate a false chief. Uh, there is only one chief. Uh, all other chiefs serve before him. He is the one true chief, uh, the tribal chief. Why are we even talking about this? This tribal combat nonsense. Uh, look, I'm not going to disrespect the elders. You know, I'm o- I am only seeking some answers. And the answers that I got were in the beautiful uh, little promotional package there about with the with the, the Wild Samoans talking about the the tribalness of the chiefness. Uh, letting y'all know what's going on so you can stop being culturally insensitive and properly respect the island. All of you who don't respect the tribal chief, uh, you need to stand in line. 
fall in line, sit in line, whatever you got to do, just be in the line. I don't care. The tribal chief is the ones. That's the end. This is ridiculous. I don't even I don't even know why he has to do this. This doesn't make any sense. He's the tribal chief. Jay's not the tribal chief. He's supposed to be the right-hand man. That's who he's supposed to be. Only thing I'll add to that is acknowledge him. All right. So, SummerSlam is looking to be the best SummerSlam since the last SummerSlam. And boy, I cannot wait until Roman Reigns comes out and he goes, it's Roman time. And he appears and he Romans all over the main event. He Roman reigns all over the place. And then we all throw it up through the rain. And we look up and we acknowledge. Okay? With our eyes closed. You know? In, in, uh, in, in uh, what was it? Reverence. In reverence. We're all just going to do it. Okay. You, you know, this SummerSlam, this event marks one year of the Triple H era of WWE. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. So there's some asterisks. There may have been a there's conspiracy theorists ripped up. But I feel like there's a lot more Triple H here. Now than there was, I guess money than there was at last year's Money in the Bank. That's right, Rich. And this is when you run down the SummerSlam, what we have on each thing, and then we're gonna move on and talk about the Great American Bash. Briefly. All right. So our picks for SummerSlam: the quick summary: Slim Jim Battle Royal, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, Ronda versus Shane. We both got Shayna. Gunter versus Drew McIntyre. We both have Gunter. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. We both have Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. We both have Seth freaking Rollins. Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca for the WWE Women's Championship. We both have Asuka. Tribal Chief. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. We both have the Tribal Chief and still, of course, and our Basement Championship match. Ricochet versus Logan Paul. I have Ricochet. Basement Jer has Logan Paul. And now Basement Jer is going to introduce the Great American Bash. Well, it's Great American Bash time, which means it's time to talk about the Great American Bash. But because this episode is SummerSlam, we got both of us picked one match that we wanted to talk about at Rich the Riz pulled the longest straw. So he gets to talk first about these two meaty men who slap meat together uh, in the squared circle out there in the great American city of Texas State. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> yes, something. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. You know, I feel like this match was pretty much exactly what we thought it was going to be. We're going to see a lot of uh, Carmelo Hayes' athleticism, and we absolutely saw Ilya's intensity. I feel like he even actually turned it up 
another notch more than usual, which is crazy because he is already like off the chart. But what we saw was when he maybe let himself go a little too much, lost his cool. He leapt at Carmelo Hayes when he was outside talking to Trick. Trick was holding the title at the time. Hayes dodged out of the way. Ilya went headfirst into the championship belt. Trick didn't hit him with it. So no DQ. He hit the belt, which was just there at the time. And then Hayes hit, what is it? The nothing but net. And still, what do you think? Uh, really, there's nothing different that I could say to elevate this match any further. Uh, I feel like you uh, verbally uh, fellatiated this match to the point of climax. And uh, just to, you know, when you, when you go in there after, you're just making it worse for people. So I'm just going to stay out of this, uh, the three of you. Uh, welcome to the Basic Bookers Podcast, everybody. And uh, I hope you all feel just as nauseous. So now I'm here to straighten out the record here. That match that Thea Hale had against uh, Barbie over there, uh, Tiffy Stratton. Uh, obviously, she's right here. She's, uh, you know, she's a, a pivotal part of the set here. Uh, very important, you know, champions, recognized champions, obviously. Uh, but I, as soon as I saw that idiot with the towel. I'm like, oh, why are they going to do this? This is stupid. She's not Bob Backlund. He's not that guy. What the hell? And I was so angry. I was I was shaking. Okay. The day... I don't like to get political here. All right? I don't like to get political... But Thea Hale being treated that way, this was awful. I can't. I'm shaking right now in anger at this. Andre Chase is a traitor. He's a traitor and a mook. And I hate him. She shouldn't have lost that match. Okay. She wasn't going to give up. And I get it. Mr. Chase, you are as soft as baby do. But Thea Hale is tough. She would have gotten out of it. But we'll never know. We'll never know. And what kind of teammates are you? This match is no disqualification. Duke Hudson, what are you doing? What the hell good are you even? You guys literally did nothing to help. Not if you'd accidentally be in the way. And all you did, you did, you did out there. You threw in the towel. And another great tragedy happened here. You know, what? What? what what's your take on this? Or are you also shaking in anger? You know, do you have the same feelings as me? Unbelievable. I think I do. I think I'm on the same page here. I think we should start calling this Towelgate. Because that should not have happened. She did not submit. Yeah. We were told 
Winner by submission, not by someone else forfeiting for you. Yes. So, dear Hale, you have a case. Have your lawyer look at the paperwork. Get him on it or her on it. I don't know who your lawyer is. I don't know what, it, what all those initials are under Keanu James. Maybe she's a lawyer, but get her. She'll know someone, if anything. And have this rematch. Why isn't there a lawyer character? Uh, like WWE and NXT don't have one. I'm not talking about it. No, I know. I know. Oh, uh, actually. Oh, so there was a guy for the AEW segment. (laughs) Yeah, there there was a guy briefly that was like hounding um, Von Wagner and Robert Stone. Von Wagner kind of like chucked him around a little, and then we haven't seen him since. Oh yeah. I, I don't even know if they gave him a name. Like they might have, and I just they shouldn't have because it's not believable that that guy would get thrown around being a lawyer and not sue Von Wagner for assaulting him. For real, well, so he would have him co- covered in litigation all over his face, neck, and chest. Unless he didn't survive. I don't know. We're not allowed to speak all that, but oh. uh, in game, you have to say in game. In game. So in regards to this, we're good here. Yeah. Great at justice. You have a case, as Rich says. Uh, call him. Well, it was a very special episode this week on AEW. It was the 200th episode. And since this episode is jam-packed to the brim, we've decided to do Basement Booker's podcast presents two from 200. That's two things we enjoyed or wanted to talk about from AEW 200. And Rich DeRiz has his two. The first being the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society uh, segment they hear therein. That's right. So, long-time listeners of the podcast, you will know, but if you're new to the show, first of all, thank you and welcome. Uh, one thing that I like to see in my wrestling storylines in particular is continuity in the storylines. Tell me what's going on. Show me what's going on. And like later on, reference it back. So what's happening here, we see Don Callis hit Daniel Garcia in the head with the bat while the rest back was turned. I don't remember why. And Daniel Garcia had Jericho in the sharpshooter. Now, this is the first time that Don Callis has interfered in a Chris Jericho match on Jericho's behalf that Jericho actually saw it happen. And we see this look on Jericho's face like, why did you do that? What's happening? He actually, he actually said WTF, people. So then Jericho has a moment of like, what do I do? He gets in the cover. And then immediately after, the, after he gets the one, two, three, after they get the win, Jericho and Takeshita, Jericho is still looking distraught like, like he's upset at what he felt he had to do to take advantage of Don Callis cheating on his behalf against his still current, as we understand it, stablemates, Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. After the match, we saw backstage everyone's favorite magic man himself, Matt Menard, coming up to Jericho saying next week, mandatory meeting of the JAS, Jericho has to be there. Jericho's still looking upset. So, I like the thread that they are weaving here for us to follow. Jared, what do you think? 
First of all, I think that was very disrespectful of uh, Bernard over there. Uh, this, is, of course, is what you're referring to. This is distraught Jericho. He can't even, he doesn't even know. He looks like, uh, he's, he's so upset. He looks like, uh, like uh, he's turned into action figure Chris Jericho. And he's so sad that the candle inside him is melting him from the outside. It's probably the heat and the sweat uh, and the blood capillaries uh, in there. So, uh, first of all, who the hell is Matt Manure to call any meetings? Chris Jericho calls the meetings around here. He, you you are here to appreciate him, or some would say acknowledge him. Um, uh, that's very interesting. That's what's happening here. The timing is very interesting. I'm not saying anything. But, yeah, I can't say anything more than what was already said because this is not my segment. So, uh excellent work here buddy and then here we go rich there is the two and two for 200 my two my second in my two is this was the main event of dynamite this week hikaru shida winning the women's world championship from tony storm now i've been described as a shida hater Yes, that is me. That is Manny. There he is. The He-Man Sheeta hater. Rich Therese. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching the YouTube, you should. I just call it like I see it, right? Now, I'm going to be honest. This week, the, the promo, the pre-tape promo that led up to this match, I felt was... We got better mic work out of Sheeta than usual. Still not where I would like it to be, but better. Okay? So I'm seeing the improvement. Her in-ring work, about the same. Maybe it's whoever is uh, the agent for the match. Maybe they're letting... I, I don't know. I don't know what happens backstage as far as how the matches are laid out. I'm not a fan of her presentation, but her mic work is improving. And for her, personally, I'm glad she's getting a chance to be the world champion with a crowd. You know, they described her as the pandemic champion. She didn't have a chance to really defend the title in front of a crowd. So to give her this, I think is uh, cool on Tony Khan's part. The, the after show, thank you, Tony, segment kind of was a little self-fellatio, whatever, but whatever. Jared, what do you think? I don't think anything because this isn't my segment, but I uh, okay. think it's great that Hikaru Shida is the winner. I think that uh, it's very important that we have a champion like her get a chance to do it with people. I mean, around her, like, obviously she's done it with people, probably, you know, she's, you know, a woman of mature age and, uh, I'm sure she's got many suitors. Oh my God, guys, it's me, Tony Khan. Thank you for having me here on the basement bookers podcast. Jerry, I, uh, I really like that you, uh, you know, are featuring AEW on a, on a SummerSlam episode of the basement bookers podcast. Uh, I'm really tweaking out right now, but uh, I've got a special, special announcement. Uh, 
Oh, Mickey Mouse now. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Tony, for coming Wow, here. thank you, Tony. And uh, introducing this next segment is my turn, my two from 200. And I, of course, have chosen the bloody assault on young Nick Wayne. <laughs> Swerve Strickland. <laughs> and A.R. Fox. I did not have Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox breaking into this young man's wrestling school and beating him bloody on my bingo card. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, this was insane to me. It's like, I don't know. I mean, you you kind of do that to, like, try to kill somebody. Like, this is some, like, they had him go into his phone. <laughs> Unlocked the phone. So he could call Darby Allen. And then Darby Allen gets on the phone. It's like, and you, and you think, oh, that's over. Uh, that un, uncomfortableness. Uh, and I guess it's, if it's in the vignette, you can do blood. I guess that's different. Like, it was really brutal. I don't know. Um, kind of a lot of blood. Maybe it was taped before the new regulations. Who knows? Yeah. So this is how he was left. Uh, he was left laying. Uh, right there, in case you need to see this, uh, it's pretty brutal. It looked like they were going to do some more damage to him, and then they had to leave uh, unexpectedly. Uh, perhaps the law enforcement was coming or something, you would think. Uh, and, of course, uh, my other two from 200 here is what is going to be known as the preemptive backstab. Uh, here you have the symbol. Uh, here you have Adam Cole, who has officially loves MJF. And MJF loves him, too. Uh, it's obvious that Adam Cole is definitely going to stab MJF in the back, and I'm here for that. Because uh, he is a scumbag, he says. And I don't care how much he thinks that he's my scumbag. Uh, I did not consent. And if you're going to be my scumbag, you got to be ready to hold a lot, my friend, because the factory doesn't close. So just letting you know, you can't turn it back now. You already said to all of us, you, you accepted that. You made a promise. And that is my two from AEW 200. Honorable mention number one, RVD is here. And he, instead of Jerry Lynn, who admittedly said it'd be really fucking stupid for him to get into a match with Jungle Boy at his age. Uh, RVD out there living his best life. He'll wrestle till he's 100. He doesn't care. Um, honorable mention number two. This is more collision related. Uh, I think we should close with a discussion here briefly here in on uh, the uh, real world's champion. He's so original. He's got Ric Flair's gimmick. Uh, and now there is an X uh, on the AEW championship, which is the uh, straight edge X here, the CM Punk X, which he has appropriated as his own. Uh, Rich, what do you think about here? So it felt like it was a copy of something. I feel like he's rehashing something. Maybe it's a little bit of the rehashing of when he came back, when he didn't lose to Cena 
He actually beat Cena and then left all that summer, that summer of punk. I don't know enough about the Ring of Honor history to know if they did something like that in, in Ring of Honor previously. Mm. But you know what? I'm willing to see where this goes. I'm willing to see what kind of story they're going to weave here. I feel like that promo and segment was they were trying to keep punk face but i think punk actually tried a couple of things to make the crowd turn on him or or boo him or whatever meanwhile starks is supposed to be the heel so i'm not sure i think they're unsure of the alignments at the moment and i think the crowds going forward are really going to dictate how that turns out yeah, they probably just want the people to make up their own damn mind. Um, I Like I said, real world's champion. He's trying to do Ric Flair. Uh, I don't think he's that. Uh, I think poor Ricky Starks, you know, he goes from carrying around one championship that doesn't mean anything really technically to fighting for another championship that really doesn't mean anything technically. Okay, he could whine. And cry all he wants, but that title was taken from him because of that bullshit. And you deserve that. It's not like you actually beat Moxley for that belt. Okay. This isn't the UFC. Shut the hell up. All right. You messed up. This is stupid. MJF is the world champion. You're not the world champion. You're just a guy with a belt. And how do we know yours is it off AEW.com, huh? How do I know that? Actually, I think they're selling this version on Timu now. You'll which, have as, to... we, as we all know, is totally legit. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. So, I'm glad I don't. So, maybe he did get it from there. Who's to say? Uh, sounds like Wish or something. So, right. Great. Well, that was two from 200 with some honorable mentions. I hope you all enjoyed all of that. And uh, thank you once again to Tony Khan for guest starring on the Basement Bookers podcast. Uh, come on down anytime you want. If you want to, you know, make any special announcements uh, or lack thereof. Um, before we go, I wanted to say. Look, we're all upset that Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch didn't get to wrestle at SummerSlam, but at least they got to be on this episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. They got featured prominently right here with SummerSlam. What'd you guys want? It's either there was going to be like a two-second match. The card's loaded. I mean, just look at it. And we don't know that they're not going to be there anyway. That's right. So to the 29 subscribers, Strong, thank you very much. Following the bookers here, helping us out here on the YouTube. Uh, check out the link tree below for all the links. Rex Derez, do that thing. And Jared's got a parting message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the bookers.